0: Hi, this is Abe Hefter, and welcome to You Heart to Hartford. Here we take you inside the University of Hartford and the stories that are being told by the many talented people who are the University of Hartford faculty, staff, students, alumni, the experience and experiences they're sharing on our West Hartford campus and beyond. Lorena Gary is an award winning guitarist from Puerto Rico who performs classical, Spanish, and Latin guitar. Lorena earned her Master of Music degree summa cum laude from the Hart School at the University of Hartford, class of 98, where she received the Guitar Department Award. Lorena is a multiple award-winning guitarist and performs regularly as a soloist and bandleader of her award-winning ensemble, Surkari. Lorena and her guitar join us today. Lorena, thanks for, thanks for sharing your musical journey with us.
1: Thank you very much for having me, Abe.
0: So tell us a little bit about your musical story. That includes two album releases, uh, one which won third prize for Best South and Central American Album back in 2009 at the Just Plain Folks Independent Music Awards. When did you first pick up the guitar and realize that this instrument would accompany you through an award-winning career?
1: Oh, yes. When I was a teenager, I always loved music. I, I come from a musical family. And then I said, I want to learn the guitar. I loved uh, the sound of the guitar. I, I love the fact that it was so portable. I could take it anywhere with me. And then I just started playing it. Uh, my, my dad is an amateur Puerto Rican cuatro player. And I have a couple of um, of relatives that also play music. So that's how I started.
0: So when you would put in all those hours of practice, was that enjoyable? <laughs> did you feel like it's something you just had to do to get better? How did that feel at that point?
1: Oh, I loved practicing. Uh, in those days, I would practice all the time. And then, I, in fact, I gave up a lot of partying and <laughs> a lot of uh, you know, activities uh, just to practice. I remember in those days, we would call them practice cells. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> although it was not a cell, but... Yes. So, no, it was very enjoyable to practice and feel like I was getting better with practice.
0: When you were studying the guitar at that point, did you study it as a student? Did it come naturally? Did you begin to play by ear? How did it all develop for you?
1: Oh, it was both because I always liked uh, Latin music and, uh, you know, coming from Puerto Rico, you know, Latin music is everywhere. So I learned to play by ear, but also... Reading music, mm-hmm. so that's why now I combine both the best of both worlds. I use my classical guitar guitar training, but I combine it with all these Latin rhythms and Latin beats. And I use my ear because I, you know, I if I like a song, then I say how oh, how can I play it and adapt it to the classical guitar. And then in most of this music, there is no sheet music for this, mm-hmm. so then I just use my ear. I listen to the big bands, the combos, the ensembles of Latin music that play Latin music. And then I say, how can I uh, just get the same feel or same mood and the same uh, energy, but just on one instrument? And that's how I put everything together using my uh, Latin background, but also my classical guitar training.
0: So who did you listen to growing up? Who do you listen to today? Who influences you?
1: um there is a guitarist uh, from Puerto Rico he passed away already Miguel Alcaide who's really good or he or I should say he was really good mm-hmm. and he influenced me a lot but also you know the classical guitarists uh, the Segovia and uh, barruecos and uh, John Williams and all the famous people but also I like you know listening not just to guitar music or mm-hmm. classical Guitar music or Latin guitar music. I like to listen to other types of music, so when I listen to these Latin bands, also just to get the groove and the the, the feel and the, the those rhythms.
0: Is there um, a story behind the very first guitar you you bought or played?
1: Oh, yes. My first, very first guitar uh, cost $50. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was like, a, the neck was like a baseball bat.
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, Yes, thank, thankfully, I quickly moved on to a better guitar. The next one was a $300 guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, I remember that was, it was good. It was a good guitar. But then eventually the, the I think the bridge came off. I can't mm. remember what happened to that guitar.
0: So as a graduate student at the University of Hartford, uh you earned the guitar department award. Tell us a little bit about that and and how your studies at the University of Hartford helped uh, propel you onto the world stage.
1: Oh yes, um yes, studying with Dick Provost, uh, he was he's still a master uh you know, uh at the guitar he's mm-hmm. a great guitar teacher, great performer. So um studying with him was great, a great experience. I learned a lot. He really polished my guitar technique and all this knowledge that I have coming from the Conservatory of Music of Puerto Rico. But he kind of like shaped it even more so. So it was great studying with me and with him and also Alan Sprister's back. And and I remember like working really hard, just uh, always studying, always practicing and and always uh, doing my best. Mm. And so when I got the Guitar Department Award, I'm like, oh, I remember Alan telling me, do you know that you're getting an award i'm like yes oh my god (laughs) so that was a that was a great surprise and uh and i'm like oh i'm glad that they they noticed my hard work (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. was it a challenge to move from the the classroom to the stage and what was that process like for you
1: well not really, because um i've i've always been used to playing on stage like at the Conservatory of Music of Puerto Rico, you have a jury recital
2: mm-hmm.
1: all like all the time I mean at the end of every semester and you have master classes all the time, almost every week, actually every week we had a master class and uh jury recitals and student recitals, so that's part that was part of our daily life as a as a student at the conservatory in Puerto Rico. So here it was the same deal. They would do the recitals and student recitals. So then when I graduated, it was, it was, it actually was easy <laughs> because it's like people are there just to enjoy when you're playing in front of a, a jury. It's like they're, you know, they right. have a notebook and or a notepad and they're taking notes. They are very, being very critical. Hmm. So it was a relief. I'm like, oh good, <laughs> no jury. So, in that sense, it was no, it mm. was a very smooth transition. And plus, I said, Oh, I can get to play what I want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lorena, I have to tell you, full disclosure, I'm a bit of a guitarist myself. So, I, I, I am in absolute awe of your talents. Oh,
1: um, thank you. Please.
0: I know from your bio that you perform classical Spanish, Latin guitar. How do these styles differ? Uh, how are they similar, if at all?
1: um well the i would say they are i try to uh come up with ways to kind of, to blend them together mm-hmm. because in terms of like having six strings and using your fingers it's it's okay it is what it is but in terms of techniques it's a little bit different because when you play classical guitar you want to be very clean and everything has to be like super perfect in uh you know what I mean, but when you play Latin music, you need a little bit of that kind of like a dirtiness. I don't know how to, it. you know what, because that's what it gives it the mm. right. So then, in in Latin music, we do a lot of strumming. In Spanish flamenco, we do a lot of strumming too, but the strumming's are different types. Mm. So then, your muscles, the muscles that you use are different. You see, like. Um, so, then you have to get used to them. You have to, it's like exercising. Right. Like you have to build up those muscles. So, if you're a classical guitar tech, uh, classical guitarist that never strummed in your life, mm-hmm. then you're going to probably have a hard time because you have to, not because you can't do it, but because just because you have to develop those muscles that are a little bit different. Like instead of going inwards, they go outwards. You right. know, like if you go like, you see, so it's like a movement that goes like that. And if I do like a little strumming, more Latin, like I go. You see? So it's yeah. like you got you want to hear. It's a lot of like, because that gives it like the kind of. So it's a little bit different concept.
0: What about percussive guitar?
1: Oh, yes, I do that a lot, like too. um, This guitar that I'm playing right now, I don't. I can not tap because it's a see-through guitar, it's a silent guitar. Okay. But it's the same thing when when you do um strumming and also use the soundboard. Yes. I don't know if you can hear this one because it's a different I wasn't prepared to to tap. Right. But for instance, if I go um like a little bulerias, Mm -hmm. which I'm gonna be tapping the soundboard like I don't know you I were hear able- you're
0: keeping the beat there
1: yes but that's one type of percussion or, or percussive guitar but there is another type where i'm doing more like a. um let me see
2: you right. see yes. but i
1: don't have that right now i'm missing half of my <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i'm i'm yeah. do, I, i'm very glad you do have the guitar in your in your hands because i'm going to ask you to play a little bit more but First of all, what what is a typical day like for Lorena Gare? How many hours a day do you practice? Uh, tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, right now I don't. I have to say I don't practice as much as I used to, but I use a lot of my instead of my hands, my brain because mm. I'm always creating. So a typical day, I I practice. Mm. I I also arrange music. So I like I still like to work on new guitar arrangements, but also. I arrange music for the group. I'm the music director at a church in Hartford. So I like to write arrangements for them. And, and I love that because then I know, like, if I have a certain number of musicians or depending on their talent or on their ability at that point, I can write music for them that mm-hmm. I know is going to sound great. You, you know, I, would try, I like to utilize all the resources that I have in hand. So right now it's like, and then now like working on my studio, I converted my my living room into a live stream slash video slash audio recording hmm. uh, studio. So so it's a lot of fun. So now I'm going to start working on um, recording more videos and all this music that I have just because now everything, I mean, video is more prominent, like sure. it's more important. So that's that's what I'm working on, just getting ready for that. So just record more videos.
0: How important has technology then been to you with respect to having a studio at your fingertips, recording video, and just displaying what you do to people who appreciate your music?
1: Oh, it's very important because right now, especially with the pandemic, yes, uh, yes, live streaming is very important. And then um, I'm always a perfectionist, so I, I like to do my best in everything I do. So I say I cannot just stand in front of an iPad or an iPhone mm-hmm. and just play. I should say tablet or mobile. <laughs> right. But yes, and now like in my studio, I have like a three-camera setup with green screen. I have a black background for different different um, events or different uh, uses.
0: Lorena, your body of work includes composing, recording, and producing two 15-track instrumental albums commissioned by ESPN Sports. I'd like to know more about that project.
1: Oh, yes. This was uh, the person, the director in charge of uh, finding music for ESPN, but the, for the ESPN programming, came to one of my shows. And then he saw me playing. And actually, I was playing a piece that I had. A, I was playing all these Latin beats and I was doing a lot of percussive guitar. And then after the show, he approached me and he said, oh, would you like to write some music for us. We need uh, music for this uh, project. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, sure. And he said, can you write one song so I can present it to my boss? So I wrote one song and uh, gave it to him. He said, yeah, you got the job. So then (laughs) I um, composed and recorded and produced the 15 tracks. (laughs) And then after that, they came back to me and I did the same thing again. But the thing was that I only had one month to do those 15 tracks, to write wow. those 15 tunes. So that was brutal. I've never done anything <laughs> like that in my life. So I remember the process. It's like the first week I only did one tune. I couldn't find the inspiration. I'm like, oh my God. Then the second week I was I did two songs in one week. Then by the third week I was writing one song per day. And then after that it was two a day. And it was amazing how like when you get to that point where things started flowing, like flowing from heaven. I was just writing, writing, mm-hmm. writing in front, of, in front of my music notation program. And Kim started flowing because you get to that, get in the zone. <laughs> so that's why after that I said, you know what, I can do anything. Because sometimes we've tried to find inspiration, but if right. you are forced to do something, you'll find inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I learned.
0: Tell us about uh, your trio, Surkati. Um, uh, that you lead? what What musical direction does the group follow?
1: Oh, yes. So our purpose is to play music from all over Latin America on many different instruments. because sometimes people think of Latin music, they only think of maybe salsa or tango, mm-hmm. or you know, it's limited. They, li- their view is limited of of uh, what Latin music is. And Latin music is so diverse and so rich that uh, we wanna present all the um, music from all over Latin America, but we wanna play it on different instruments. So we would not necessarily play it on the instrument that belongs to that country. We will play it on different instruments and create our own version or rendition of the songs because we play a lot of folkloric music. But also I add the classical guitar element to it so mm. then it's more stylized I, I would say it's latin music that has been stylized but it still keeps the heart keeps the the soul of latin music and that's what we want to do we want to like and we also play original tunes i've written music for for surcari mm. as a matter of fact surcari the name of surcari comes from two from the combination of two words the word sur as in south Because the other two members of Zucari are from South America. Okay. And Kari, which are the first four letters of the word Caribbean, because I'm from Puerto Rico.
0: So I know you have your guitar in your hand. I'll ask you to play something for us. And before you do that, only because I'm such a guitar geek, can you tell me what kind of guitar you're playing?
1: Oh, right now, this is a Yamaha silent guitar. Okay. It's nylon strings, but normally I play a Tombazolo guitar uh, that is custom made. It has, instead of 12 frets to the body, it has 14 frets to the body. It has okay. a cutaway. It's a little bit smaller for my hands, but it has a MIDI output as well as a quarter inch output. And he also has my name engraved. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like inlaid on the uh fretboard. So it's a beautiful guitar. But today I, I was playing this one. I thought it would sound a little better.
0: Can you play something for us? Anything.
1: Anything. Yeah. Okay. Little bit okay. So
2: go ahead.
0: Somewhere over the rainbow, with uh,
1: yeah, just like a short version. Lorena
0: Gary, you know when I hear that, Lorena, I just want to I want to sing along. But thank you for, for that <laughs> uh, musical inspiration. Uh, Lorena Gary is an award-winning guitarist from Puerto Rico who performs classical, Spanish, and Latin guitar as a soloist and a leader of the of the group Sorcari. The Hart School class of '98 graduate had a chance to return to her alma mater in December to play at the President's Club as she continues her career as an award-winning guitarist and band leader. Lorena, thank you so much for sharing your passion with us and, and your music. Thank you.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much, Abe.